My zesty little salsa verdes. Welcome to This Fucking Guy, a podcast about self-care. If self-care is one long scream into that void. Here is where we use expletives and alcohol to emotionally process the creeps, jerks, and dick weasels that compose the shitty elevator music of our lives. I am the Eggman, Red Martinez. And I am the Walrus, Ginger Golub. Goo goo gajoop. How are you doing? I mean, you know, dystopian life is treating me sort of as as well as dystopian life does. Uh, (laughs) You know, was supposed to get married last weekend, so that's cool. Um, I did sort of like... really agonize over the text I wanted to send you because I was like I want to send her a text to acknowledge and say how much I love her but also I don't know if she's just trying to like forget about this whole day and like focus on other stuff so I don't want to remind her if she's trying to forget everything so I was like I don't know heart emoji (laughs) I have to send you a screen grab of the text conversation I had with my mother because like, like, she was very sweet and very motherly, but I think she accidentally clicked some of the wrong emojis, so it oh, ended no. up, I ended up being like, I don't know, Mom, I'm just feeling sort of very lost and sad, and she responded with sunglasses emoji, and it was brutal. <laughs> Well, what it is, is like when you're crying, wear sunglasses, and no one will see the tears. I think I that's what it is. Whether it's on purpose or not, like, the woman is the most savage troll, and I love her for it. You you know what? I appreciate that. My mom is not quite like, oh, you look, it's so pretty. Would love to see you at the family reunion. Love Aunt Karen. Um, She's not quite there, but it's definitely a lot of just, like, love you kisses, and that's about the extent. That's fair. Lots of baby pictures. My mom can't help herself with a baby picture. So is there anything you need to scream into this void of ours? I mean, there are many things. There's there's the Trump says we should infect ourselves with disinfectant. Well, obviously, he was being sarcastic, (laughs) except for where he wasn't being sarcastic. And just hearkening back to our Carrie Rivera episode eight. Go listen to it if you haven't. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, I died. Like, he said that, and I died. Like, I collapsed onto the floor and was like, it can't get any worse. (laughs) Because just him looking at that person who had just left the stage to like, yeah, we can do that, right? Like, we can can just, like, use UV lights and, like, kill off everything and, like, just be in light and, like, inject disinfectant. Yeah, we can do that. People are looking into it, and it's just like... (laughs) And it's the kind of thing, my my husband definitely was like, wow, that is some of the dumbest shit he's ever said. I say some, because there's just so many, it's hard to categorize. But he definitely was like, there are people who are going to be dumb enough to do that. And my argument was, there is, but I don't think they're dumb enough to just do it because the president said so. I think they're dumb enough that when people say, wow, what a big dumb dumb the president is, they'd be like, he's not dumb, and then do it to prove a point. Yeah, 
I mean, the whole thing just sort of shows like yet another level of how bad capitalism is, because I feel like if it weren't for capitalism and his parents being obscenely wealthy, he wouldn't have had a nanny as a child. And he would have, as a child, drank bleach and died (laughs) if he wouldn't be here. Oh, what a wonderful alternate dimension that would be. So, Ginger, in light of this, yeah. I need therapy. Yeah, let's get to it. Boop, 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 boop. Okay, Ren, why don't you tell me about this fucking guy? We are in strange and difficult times. Wearing face masks to the grocery store. Working remotely from home, checking for daily updates on state of emergencies and stay-at-home orders. As a millennial, I've been through a major terrorist attack, exorbitantly expensive and unnecessary wars, tangibly worsening inequality, increasingly worse climate emergencies, two financial crises, and now a global pandemic. I'm only 32. I think that, given everything I've experienced, the fact that I'm only mostly riddled with anxiety and depression is a great sign. Yay! There has been the odd day of complete executive dysfunction, where I literally astral project to another plane to escape this hell dimension. (laughs) Overall, I think I'm coping. But, you know, it's not all about me. There are clearly others suffering worse than I. And I'm not talking about the thousands of people affected by COVID-19, the ever-climbing numbers of those infected and of those who have passed away, or those who are struggling with poverty as businesses get millions of dollars in stimulus checks, or those who are waiting for unemployment and praying they don't get sick because they've just lost their health care. No, I'm, I'm talking about the people really suffering. After all, the real tragedy here is those overgrown roots, girl. You hear about these anti-quarantine protesters? It might have come up. (laughs) Of course you have. Uh Who could miss the brave Americans fighting for their liberty, staging rallies on the steps of their state capitol buildings, holding signs like, I want a haircut and let my people golf. They're fighting for their constitutional rights, which... Leaves me a bit confused because I'm not sure about where in the Constitution it talks about eating at Applebee's. But perhaps before we get into what's happening now, we should look at how we got here. COVID-19, a timeline and holy fucking shit, we are all doomed. (laughs) November 2019. The first report surfaced regarding cases of infection in Wuhan, China. Thanksgiving is a great holiday, despite it being incredibly racist. Mm. December 2019. The infection spreads. China not doing so well. People are making a lot of racist jokes. January 2020. The roaring 20s have commenced. The first case of coronavirus in the U.S. is reported. Multiple warnings to the Trump administration about the upcoming shitstorm go completely ignored. And Trump repeatedly says... We have it under control. Listeners, he did not have it under control. (laughs) By the end of the month, the WHO has declared the coronavirus outbreak a global health emergency, and Trump orders the first federal quarantine in 50 years. 
February 2020. Congrats! It's a pandemic! We've named this brand new bundle of joy COVID-19, which has absolutely nothing to do with the number of COVIDs before it. (laughs) The first person in the U.S. dies due to coronavirus. At a rally in New Hampshire, Trump says that, in theory, once the weather warms up, the virus will miraculously go away. Start praying early for that Easter miracle. March 2020. Getting your hands on a COVID-19 test is harder than paying attention in a Zoom meeting. Mm. Stay-at-home orders abound, a national emergency is declared, and social distancing is the new planking. The U.S. becomes the most infected nation on the planet because the U.S. is the best at everything. The first two weeks of April 2020 are as follows. Recommendations to wear face masks in public means it was only a matter of time before Zazzle started selling Tiger King-inspired face masks. The link is absolutely in the show notes. Go get your own. On April 10th, more than 2,000 people in the U.S. die of coronavirus that day. A new record score in the worst game ever. President Trump, in an arbitrary decision, because that's all of his decisions, decides that the U.S. will stop providing funding to the WHO because of fucking course he does. Yeah. This brings us to April 15th. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer had extended stay-home, stay-safe order through April 30th. Michigan has the third highest COVID-19 cases in the country, with more than 28,000 cases of COVID-19, resulting in 1,900 deaths. I did not know that. Yeah, I did not either. You know, maybe she had reason to extend the stay-at-home order. (laughs) According to Vox, Whitmer's handling of the coronavirus received a favorable review from 71% of Michigan residents. Her name's even been thrown around as a potential vice presidential pick for presumptive Democratic nominee Joe Biden, which is, I guess, a compliment, I guess. Yeah, we don't have the energy to get into Joe Biden. Let's just... Let's just waltz right past that right now. (laughs) And though she extended the stay-at-home order, she also joined a coalition of Midwestern governors working together to determine how to ease off or end the stay-at-home restrictions. So while certainly there were disgruntled residents, I'm sure they came up with a very reasonable response to what was a very reasonable decision. Hmm. On April 15th, several thousand cars flooded the streets around the state capitol in Lansing in protest. Cars jammed up the streets around the capitol building, filling the air with American and Don't Tread on Me flags, while honking incessantly over patriotic tunes such as God Bless the USA and We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister. I feel like D. Snyder would hate that. I feel like if we googled it, D. Snyder probably does hate that. At least 200 people at this protest got out of their vehicles to congregate around the steps of the Capitol building, not even trying to stand six feet apart and definitely not wearing any fucking masks. This protest against the stay-at-home order was called Operation Gridlock and was organized by the Michigan Conservative Coalition. You ever heard of them? Can't say I have. Well, good. On their website, they described themselves thusly. The Republican Party had taken a wrong turn. That turn was that the party was headed left, away from the principles of our founding fathers had laid out in our Constitution. A handful of volunteers felt called to guide the GOP 
and specifically the Michigan Republican Party, back to the right side of the road. Hmm. I'm not sure what Republican Party they're referring to, but okay. The Michigan Conservative Coalition does have associated activities and groups, including Michigan Trump Republicans, Battle Cry, and Women for Trump, who host, and I am not kidding you, Trumperware parties. Oh, and yet it's it feels so true. It feels so accurate. <laughs> it, it does feel true. Early in the pandemic, members of the MCC posted on Facebook that Democrats were cheerleaders for coronavirus. C-O-V-I-D, you're the virus we long to be. I just made that up. I'm so proud of myself. Long to see, I would argue, but still, excellent work. The flyer promoting this protest, which is now removed from their website, stated... Our governor and her allies are infecting all of us with their radical progressive agenda. There is no reason in public plan to promote our overall physical and economic health. Stay in your vehicle as the Whitmer police will likely be out enforcing social distancing. That said, we need to display our flags, take signs, make noise, and make our unhappiness known. Uh, boomers, you always make your unhappiness known. It's going to go, when have they ever shied away <laughs> from making their unhappiness known? Uh, the MCC spokesperson, Matt Seeley, did say that the movement is not about partisanship. We would have protested this executive order if it was an independent governor or a Republican governor. Party has nothing to do with this system. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, A recent study of Fox viewers found they reported being more skeptical of mainstream media reports about the virus and less likely to participate in social distancing. Speaking of partisanship, the protest drew out conservatives, small business owners, and ardent supporters of President Trump, who, among other things, passed out candy with bare hands to children. (laughs) Okay. Brandished a multitude of guns. And waved anti-abortion posters? On top of that, this gridlock of idiots blocked the entrance to a hospital. So an ambulance literally wasn't able to get in for like 10 minutes. <sighs> Unfortunately, this was only the beginning. Since then, there have been similar protests in Virginia, Pennsylvania, Washington, Montana, Colorado, Ohio, and others. The images are pretty much the same. People, in some case tens, in some case thousands, descend upon the state capitol building to demand reopening of business and the end of stay-at-home orders. Protesters in cars honk their horns and clog streets, while others assemble on the street, brandishing signs and American and Confederate flags. Most aren't wearing masks, but plenty are wearing MAGA hats. Mm. None of them are six feet apart. Almost all of them are white. Quick aside. How many of these are the same people, do you think, who were super fucking mad about Black Lives Matter blocking highways during protests against police brutality? The Venn diagram is a circle. Um, <laughs> the, the entire time you're talking about this, I'm thinking, and, and you'll know what I'm talking about because you're, you're a psych major kid. Uh, you know, 
you know the like famous experiment where they put marshmallows in front of kids and mm-hmm. saw if they could wait and if you could wait you got two marshmallows wasn't that like 50 years ago and are these maybe all of the kids that only got one marshmallow funny enough the marshmallow experiment has been disproven as uh an indication regarding uh, people willing to wait. They have found that when they look back at those children, that they weren't taking into account their economic backgrounds. And so Mm. kids that came up with uh, impoverished homes or homes that had food instability, they would immediately eat the marshmallow because they don't know when they're going to get fed again. And yet that's, (laughs) that's none of the arguments being made by these fucking gridlock idiots, these fucking adult marshmallow kids. None of them are like, we need to reopen because I don't know where my next meal's coming from. Oh, no, absolutely not. Well, let's do a quick rundown of some of the signs featured at these protests. Because after all, these are the Americans fighting for our freedom. First, you get the ones trying to return us to normalcy. Don't cancel my golf season. We demand haircuts. Then you get the people who are really chomping at the bit to be infected. Give me liberty or give me COVID-19. I prefer dangerous freedom. Don't give me that safe freedom. I want dangerous freedom. I have a boner for danger and freedom. Mm, That big freedom energy. (laughs) Then there's the vaguely patriotic and constitutional ones. That face mask you were duped into wearing symbolizes you loosing your freedom of speech. And yes, it it was spelled loosing. Oh, boy. Uh, And then land of the obedient, home of the enslaved, which was definitely being held by a white lady. Yeah. She keeps using that word. I do not (laughs) think it means what she think it means. She has no fucking idea what it means. And now I'm really worried that my Inigo Montoya impression sounded racist. No, it's it's a movie quote. It makes okay. Then there's the pro-choice ones. Vaccine mandates violate bodily autonomy. Look at them. Now they know what bodily autonomy is. Hmm. Hmm. And then, of course, my body, my choice. Now y'all know what that means. Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. You got some batshit right-wing ones. Freedom trumps the commie virus. Social distancing equals communism. Mm. The weirdly yeah. religious. God is the sovereign authority. Don't believe Bill Gates of hell. And my favorite, Jesus is my vaccine. I wonder <laughs> what word processor that person is using. I'm just curious. I'm just curious if that person's like really into Microsoft Pages now and they're like willing to die on that hill. Or not Microsoft Pages. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, yeah. Uh, then you got your blatantly bigoted. Tyranny mm. is spread faster than the China virus. Ugh. And the real plague next to a picture of a rat bearing the Star of David. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then, of course, you have the ones advocating outright violence. Sacrifice the weak. If ballots won't free us, bullets will. 
This is something we should also mention. The protests have been attended by militias and other armed groups, including <clears throat> some that have attracted the interest of... What was that? I uh, knocked my coffee off the coaster. I thought it was going to go onto the carpet and didn't continue. I'm taking <laughs> the spoon out of it so it doesn't jingle. It was just like... <sighs> okay. The protests have been attended by militias and other armed groups, including some that have attracted the interest of law enforcement because of their activities espousing violent white supremacist and anti-government ideologies. The FBI went on to warn law enforcement agencies nationwide about increasing efforts by some extremist groups to encourage attacks on people of Asian descent because the virus first appeared in China. And alternatively, alternatively, and alternatively, I can't say that right now. And slash. And slash by other extremists to push anti-Semitic conspiracies that the virus was created and spread by Jews. They'll use any excuse. It's always the Jews. It doesn't matter what happens. It's the Jews. What in life? I mean, I think part of it is just that, like, their brains have only developed past, like, three years old. So any really simplistic explanation is just much easier for, like, their poor little neurons to grasp. So, like, they can't talk about anything with nuance or any sort of complicated facets to it. They're just like, bad thing happened, but I don't, the Jews! And so it's much easier to process. I mean, yes and no. Because we also have to take into account that these are the same people that were like, no. There aren't school shootings. It's a massive conspiracy by the Democrats and the Jews to pretend there are school shootings. So they're getting crisis actors to come in and carry off years-long campaigns of being grieving families. Because obviously it can't be real. It's like backwards Occam's razor. Where, like, when it's actually a complex, nuanced response, they go for the easiest explanation. It's black people. It's the Jews. And then when it's actually really simple, they're like, no, no, no. The most complicated theory possible that somehow also implicates black people and the Jews. Yeah. It's almost like they hate black people and the Jews. (laughs) Oh, and women. We we don't want to forget about women. Oh, boy. (laughs) Blame it on women. I will say they rarely blame it on women, but they do hate them. That they that they do hate them. It's a little wellspring of hate. It all comes from the same natural spring fountain. So there have been several iconic photographs that have come out of these protests. There's the one of the protesters pressed against the windows of the Ohio State Capitol, which a lot of people are making into horror movie posters because the resemblance to mindless zombies is uncanny. Mm. Uh Then there's the middle-aged woman yelling outside of a Baskin-Robbins holding a sign saying, give me liberty or give me death. I'm not sure Rocky Road ice cream was what Patrick Henry was talking about. You know he did that like two miles away from the office, right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Everything back then that had to do with like white dudes and like in ponytails uh, happened basically like right by my house. Yeah. Oh, history. Some sometimes it's fun when it's not racist, <laughs> but it's usually racist. It's usually racist. In one photograph, uh, a scrubbed and masked nurse stands, arms crossed, facing down a barefaced protester waving the American flag. 
Lauren Leander, an ICU nurse on her day off from working at a COVID-19 unit, had headed to the Patriots Day rally where nearly a thousand people gathered at the Arizona State Capitol and stood silent with other healthcare workers at her side. It was heated. People were very fired up about what they had to say. A lot of the top comments we got were about us being fake nurses. There are a huge majority of them that still believe this virus is fake, that it's a hoax and not real at all. Former Arizona State Senator Dr. Kelly Ward tweeted this the following morning. Even if these spontaneously appearing people at protests against government overreach, sporting the same outfits, postures, and facial expressions, are involved in health care, when they appeared at rallies, they were actors playing parts. Hashtag propaganda, hashtag fake outrage. So, you know, we're going to talk about fake protests. Let's talk about some fake protests. Oh, boy. You ever heard of astroturfing? I don't know that I have. So you've heard of grassroots organization, right? Yes. The idea is that these are local people who decided to get together and to form these these groups that are, you know, trying to bring about uh, a message or a change or whatever. Astroturfing is the practice of... Masking the sponsors of a message or organization, usually political or religious or advertising or something, to make it appear as though it originates from and is supported by grassroots participants. It's fake. It's fake grassroots. Okay. It's a practice meant to give these movements credibility and legitimacy without revealing their financial origins. One example of this was the Brooks Brothers riot back in 2000. During the Florida recount, hundreds of demonstrators wearing dockers and corporate attire stormed the office of the Miami-Dade County Supervisor of Elections to protest the canvassing board's decision to recount the ballots. Within two hours after the demonstration, the canvassing board unanimously voted to shut down the count. Well, those fuckers were paid GOP operatives. Several were identified as Republican staffers, and a number later went on to jobs in the Bush administration. The strategy was apparently the brainchild of one Roger Stone. Oh, boy. Self-proclaimed hitman for the GOP and notorious piece of shit. This brings us to the Door Brothers. Who the fuck are the Door Brothers? I hear you say. If their names are push and pull, I will give you $100. (laughs) They're not that cool. No. The Door Brothers, Aaron, Chris, Ben, and Matt, are known in conservative circles for running right-wing Facebook groups. The brothers are the founders or directors of or advisors to a string of nonprofit organizations across 12 states. These nonprofits focus on conservative issues, gun rights and anti-abortion, usually. Combined, the brothers have hundreds of thousands of social media followers in addition to these nonprofits. They also founded a national organization in 2019, the American Firearms Coalition, which attacks the NRA as being too soft on gun rights. In fact, they often criticize Republican lawmakers for not being conservative enough on issues ranging from guns to abortion. Criminy. Marjorie, are you going to say hi? You're just going to sniff the microphone? Okay. She did look, I I was really holding my breath for a moment because it looked like she was leaning into the microphone to chime in with her thoughts on the Door Brothers. She has a lot of thoughts. Uh, She does. She has a lot of thoughts. 
And you're in my way, yes. Yes, you're in the way. But what's the point of it all? It's pretty much impossible to be wholly invested in the pro-gun lobby of one state when you're grassroots in 12 other states. Mm. But this is where the scam comes in. Through the use of these numerous nonprofits and social media groups, the Doors argue that even some of the most conservative elected officials in these states are too close to the center on gun rights and abortion. After kicking up that shitstorm, they then solicit donation and paid memberships from followers through a web of social media platforms, mailing lists, and websites. These tactics were on display earlier this year, when a video clip surfaced online of a confrontation between Ben Dorr and Minnesota Representative Josh Heitzman. I thought Ben Dorr got blown up by Darth Vader a while ago. I'm sorry, that's the dumbest joke I've ever made on this show. I could I'm not. I'm so proud of you. Like, Thanks. I'm actually really proud of you. That's amazing. Let's get that nerd content in here. I fucking hate Star Wars too, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> Are these your children? Ben asks, looking at Heitzman's six year old son hanging off his arm. Your daddy votes to kill babies. Did you know that? That's a six year old, dude. That's a fucking six-year-old. A 2019 investigation found that Minnesota gun rights continue to raise money through memberships, boasting hundreds of thousands of dollars in annual donations. According to tax documents, this one group raised $273,000 in 2018 alone. Based on other publicly available tax documents, the Doors' efforts in Minnesota, Iowa, and Ohio, again, only three states, have raised more than $2.9 million since 2013. After years of data harvesting and scam work, the brothers have turned their sights on the coronavirus. A door brother created, or is an administrator for, the group's Pennsylvanians against excessive quarantine, Wisconsinites against excessive quarantine, New Yorkers against excessive quarantine, Minnesotans against excessive quarantine, and Ohioans against excessive quarantine. Marshmallow kids against excessive quarantine. <laughs> The groups have amassed more than 200,000 members collectively, including in states where they don't reside. They also have websites such as reopenpa.com and reopenmn.com, which were initially shared by the door-affiliated Facebook groups Ohio Gun Owners, Pennsylvania Firearms Association, New York Firearms Association, a pro-Trump group called Ohio First, and an anti-vaccine group called Vaxism. Through these Facebook groups, the brothers spread disinformation about the virus, suggesting it's not as serious. It's not that serious. And they link quarantine measures to a liberal strategy to undermine personal freedoms. Then they use these social media platforms to call for anti-quarantine protests across the country. At one of these protests, Ben Dorr encourages protesters to visit his website, where you can pay to become members. Oh, boy. So the Door brothers are scammers, but they're not the only grifters in town. There is plenty of astroturfing to be had. Stephen Moore, the founder of the Club for Growth and an economic advisor to President Trump, has been supporting the protests through his organization Freedom Works, a conservative advocacy group that gained prominence during the Tea Party era. As a side note, most of the Tea Party protests and groups were also astroturfed. Mm. There's also the Michigan Freedom Fund, which is run by Greg McNeely, a longtime advisor to the family of Betsy DeVos. 
Groups like the right-wing heritage organization and the Koch-funded Americans for Prosperity are also funding efforts to oppose the shutdowns. One rally hosted in Austin, Texas, was organized by InfoWars, owned by beloved conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, who also joined protesters at the Capitol Steps. Funnily enough, Jones is currently being sued in Austin, Texas, over the whole Sandy Hook was a hoax thing? That thing? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, one woman or was recently arrested at a play date protest in Idaho. You have a confused look. What the fuck is a play date protest? Well, the play date protest is essentially these moms took all their kids to hang out at the park together. It's like, by park, I mean it's a playground. Okay. So a okay. bunch of moms in protest took their children to get their snotty noses rubbing all over each other at a playground. That sounds about right. So Brady is heard uh, on the video saying, arrest me for being difficult. Do it. Okay. <laughs> As she was being handcuffed, Brady says, someone call Idaho Freedom Foundation. The Idaho Freedom Foundation is a libertarian think tank who definitely said they did not plan the protest. But there was a post made by them calling out the name of the arresting officer and saying, let the police know how you feel. After this, a bunch of people went to the arresting officer's house to protest Brady's arrest, including Dale Ortman, who is currently running for Boise County Sheriff, and Ammon fucking Bundy. Oh. Yep, of those Bundys. Yeah, of the Cal Bundys. Not the of, Ted Bundys, but the Cal Bundys. Of the Cal Bundys. Of the, we can take hostage a bunch of government employees and nothing will happen to us Bundys. Of the Cliven Bundys. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's that Michigan Conservative Coalition. Oh, yeah. Remember them? They were, mm. uh, they're the ones who started all this, Operation Gridlock. Turns out, they're run by a former Republican lawmaker and his wife, Mishan Maddock who is a member of Trump's campaign advisory board and the Women for Trump Coalition. Yeah. So where where does this all leave us? In despair. In, In des- fucking despair, Ren. See, Trump has declined to criticize the protests, asserting that some governors have gone too far. Some of the things that happened are maybe not so appropriate. <laughs> I refuse to do a Trump voice. Like, I'm not going to do one. That w- First of all, that was a very bad Trump impression. Second of all, a lot of things that Governor Northam have done have been <laughs> very wrong and not appropriate, but not I, about this. Yeah, I don't think he's talking about, like, the blackface stuff. Actually, I'm sure Trump has been in blackface at some point in his life. Oh, yeah. I would absolutely put money on it. If anybody can send me those photos, I will pay them money. No, I, I don't. I'm not great with impressions, so I'm just like, you're, he's just a tool, so I'm going to have a tool voice. The voice of a tool. Because I can't do, like, the, the thing. I can do the hands. That's about it. Just make your hands very small. And tr- very small. Very small hands. Like little raccoon hands. Oh, yes. So small. And then, like, a big old trumpet mouth. Like, like you've gotten your, your mouth stuck in a Chinese finger trap. And it's being now, pulled forward. <laughs> now I'm visualizing Trump raccoon-like washing his campaign contributions in a stream. 
And it's the closest I've ever come to liking him. I don't. I mean, see, here's the thing. Raccoons are good for the environment and the ecosystem and people. Trump isn't. There's nothing about Mm -hmm. Trump that helps anything. At the same time of Trump being like, yeah, like liberate Minnesota, um, Facebook told the Post in a statement that unless the government prohibits the event during this time, we allow it to be organized on Facebook. So we have a lot more of this to look forward to, I'm afraid. When Facebook continues to do nothing, which of course it fucking won't, because this is Facebook. When has Facebook done fucking anything other than ban women's nipples? And collect our data. Yeah, and collect your data to sell it to Russia. Yeah. And we were very sorry about it. We're going to keep doing it. But we felt a little bad about getting caught. A oh, here, here's a premature self-care tip. Maybe go check out those privacy sh- settings if you haven't done it lately. <laughs> That's a good idea. And then, of course, again, there's the president himself who is advocating for continued unrest across the country. Despite every medical expert around him screaming, stop it! Stop! Fucking stop it! So... In conclusion, I think I will end on this image. There's a popular one going around, you know, talking about the protests. And it's a man holding a sign that says COVID-19 is a lie. And, you know, I believe this man. I'm sure that it is. Since he's wearing a face mask and a full biohazard suit. And those are these fucking guys. Well, Ren, after that, you know... Just way too concentrated dose of reality. Um, just the, I just, the horrific I gonna, hellscape reality. I was going to do something fun and lighthearted. Because again, like, semen retention is fun and lighthearted. But, like, I kind of had to. Like, I had to talk about these dumb fucks. I know. And that just challenges me to find somebody even more trivial than I was going to go. Uh, <laughs> just so we can alternate between... God. Although, although, God help me, with the COVID-19 epidemic, my, my pool of dead assholes is going to just start growing. Start yeah. growing. <laughs> day yeah. yeah. So there is that. Um, but other than, you know, waiting on the uh, impending doom of these people going out without protective equipment, uh, you want to give me some additional self-care tips? Let's do it. All right. In these dark times, actually, I'm just looking at my thing. I don't, I never did a third one. I have two. You can do two and then just reiterate the one you like the most. All right. Well, in these dark times, I think it's important to have broad platitudes of how best to live our lives. So find purpose. We're living in difficult times. Maybe you're unable to work or out of work and thinking about protesting the government. But hey, if you want to work, turns out there's plenty of work to be done. Grocery stores are hiring everywhere. Grubhub needs drivers. Be essential or shut the fuck up. (laughs) Be grateful. Sometimes it's hard to find gratitude when we're all struggling. Try writing down what you're thankful for, like your loved ones, or the fact that these protest fucks will probably Darwin themselves out of existence. And practice social distancing, because social distancing 
is not communism. No? No. Are communists allowed to socially distance? Social distancing is a, is a health practice about trying to protect ourselves during a pandemic. Communism is a whole entire system of government that has fuck all to do with anything of that. Just completely fucking different. It's like <laughs> Japanese short green rice is Marxism. See? You just put an is and it connects two things completely unrelated. Did you That's... know that Japanese short grain rice, this one that I have on the table right fucking next to me because I still haven't cleaned it off, <laughs> is Marxism? If you haven't cleaned it off, don't put it on your face, dear. Oh, no, no, no. I don't mean the rice bag. I mean that my, my, my dining room table oh. is covered in shit. <laughs> I thought you were saying you didn't put it in your pantry and that was like your food quarantine table. No. This is me being lazy as fuck and yeah. not having put it in my pantry. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna add a self-care tip to your self-care tips. It's okay to not be productive right now. It's super okay to not be productive right now. Like all of us are are experiencing collective trauma. Like try not to optimize your way out of this, dude. Yeah. I mean, unless that's your jam and you're like enjoying it, but like don't feel like you have to. I mean, this is about, I mean, obviously I'm still working remotely, which thank fuck for Adderall. I'm getting Adderall. I got my prescription yesterday. I'm going to be actually productive. So excited to not lose my job. (laughs) Um, Do you know how hard it is to hire right now? That was never a danger. Well, that's true. I should really, I mean, with our job, I mean, and I like where we work, but, uh, I feel like if if the girl who literally took two-hour naps every day wasn't fired, I'm not getting fired. Yeah, we're probably fine. <laughs> well, on that note, that's going to be all for us this week, folks. If you like what you're hearing, you should check us out on thisfnguypod.com or on Twitter at thisfnguypod. Um, or on Facebook at thisfuckingguy because Facebook's weird about asterisks. Also, uh, again, do not donate to our Patreon at this time. Continue donating to food banks. It's really important. Yeah. As always, I am Ren Martinez. And I'm Ginger Golub. Here's a bonus self-care tip. Eat some vegetables. And don't be this fucking guy. Peace. This fucking guy.